Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. We're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, including supporting us on the Hoopheads Podcast Network is sincerely appreciated. And I also want to give, again, a big salamat and thank you to all the people around the world who took the time to watch and listen to Laker Tom and I earlier on Thursday, which was many hours ago as of this recording. But, yes, I want to thank everyone around the world, from Jordan to Singapore to the Philippines to Canada and everywhere else that you got a chance to listen to it. We really appreciate you doing so. In fact, we've got some people watching right now, so we cannot thank you enough. I do have an apology out there for everyone. Our coverage right after the game had to be delayed. I had a family emergency. My daughter had to be taken to the hospital with a dislocated kneecap. It's been, but it looks like from the x-rays that she's on the mend. And her first words when she fell down and got hurt, according to her dance teacher, was LeBron, LeBron. She's like LeBron right now. So really, truly appreciate everyone out there sending the well wishes. But yes, I do apologize for the delay. She's on the mend. She's you know in a brace right now, but she's good to go. She'll be dancing again and jumping around again in two to four weeks from what I'm told. So Jay Johnson said, hello, guys. Thank you so much again for watching what we got. But it was the Lakers, unfortunately, uh, not doing it again, not able to go ahead and generate enough offense, 108 to 101. I think the hard part of this game, Jamie, and who, obviously who's here with me is a great man indeed who stayed up all night to go ahead and help me out here. It is Admiral Akbar, Jamie Sweet. <laughs> Jay Johnson said he's a work still waiting for some news for our Lakers, as we are too as well. But I think it's going to take a little, just a little longer, another uh, about 12 hours, 14 hours or so. Yeah. You know, we have to hear some of the bio guys like Andre Drummond and whatnot. But, you know, we'll hear more about that as far as confirmation if Andre Drummond is coming to the Lakers. But again, the Lakers did fall to the 76ers, 108-101. I can't believe this insult to injury, my friend. Of all the people to go and blow up on the Sixers team, it has to be Danny Green. (laughs) How ironic is that? 
It, it ha- no, he because I feel like he does that. Against, he does that against the Spurs. He, I he think loves, it's a better game than he had at any time as a Laker. It, it's probably like not close to top. I mean, he he was on fire. He was on fire. I think he got like Ben Simmons like five assists or something. Like you know, like Ben Simmons was ridiculous tonight. Just a, a huge impact on the game in ways that don't translate into box scores or analytics. And Ben Simmons is like one of those players that I feel like breaks the modern game in a lot of ways because it's just not set up for him uh if he can score an anemic amount of points he still can really dominate a basketball game but yeah of course it had to be danny green uh and of course dwight had to get thrown out within like three seconds uh which was like all of it i felt was like and this is how it should have been like well and you know they called it on radio they said before uh, montrez was in the game they said they can't wait to see these guys go at it they said that there was a fight coming up and sure enough there was No, I, I mean, that's first off, everybody who plays against Dwight Howard at this point ought not to be surprised when he starts. I mean, that's that's why he's infuri- right. He's infuriatingly good at it. Yeah. Uh, most games, they let him kind of get away with the low grade stuff. And when he gets a little aggro, they they they, they ramp it down a little bit. And you know, he reminds me he's actually kind of from how he came into the league to where he is now, he's going to end up more like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> like his, his end of career feels very Rodman-esque to me where he plays mind games as much as he plays basketball in some ways. Um, and, and is frankly not bad at it. I would consider Rodman to be a little bit more of a master of that tactic of, you know, there was awesome. nobody better. Uh, I'm oh. just going to tell you at the end of his the- career, even when he was with this one year at the Lakers, he, he also had a passing game that was probably yes. one of the most underrated passers in NBA history because he was so, so awesome. Jay John Sarsetta says, God bless you guys. I'll be back later. Thank you. Salama, we appreciate you taking the time to seeing us and everybody else who's taking the time to see us and listen to us right now. It is the Lakers fast break. But Jamie, again, you know, just a tough loss for the Lakers, just not able to generate enough offense. I want to go ahead and run down the top scores for the Lakers. It was Kuzma at 25, hitting uh, three out of nine for three point. You know, Dennis Schroeder, 20 points and and 11 assists. I mean, you know, those are not bad numbers. Uh, I mean, Montrez Harrell, eight of 13, 20 points and eight rebounds. After that, and after KCP, who I guess Tom should be happy, got 19 points. But really, after that, it was pretty anemic from there on out. No, I mean, Keith hit a couple of shots, but play. I mean, the thing is, is this this team isn't built to win like like this. You know, there's not if 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 you can't have twenty turnovers and be that poor from the floor. The you have to point, be perfect. You have to be at least above average, above NBA average, well, right? With, without have, AD and LeBron in the lineup, oh, is what I'm no, no, hundred percent agreed. Though they, that's a huge. That's a huge buffer. That's a two giant parachutes that bail you out every single night. Uh, and LeBron has got a parachute big enough to bail out the whole team most nights. So missing those two days is obviously key. But I mean, I, I feel like these games right now, and I, I, you know, it's hard as a fan and somebody who has, you know, who writes about them every all the time and, 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 and to, you know, has a great passion for the team, but also is cognizant of like, you know, this is not, this isn't the basketball team. You know that it, that anybody expected to see this at this, no. any point this season. So it, it's 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 easy to get down on the team. I'm trying not to get down on the team. Uh, the one the one guy I think I would be disappointed in. I mean, everybody's playing to their role. Nobody's stepped outside of their role, right? Like 
Kuzma hasn't suddenly found a magical efficiency for his 21 shots that he took or 20, whatever he ended up with. It took him, you know, over 20 shots to get his 20 points. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, not great efficiency. Same for Schroeder. Uh, Harrell, super efficient, um, but kind of came on late. Uh, Could have used a little, a little, like that first first half, I felt like we missed a lot of easy shots around the rim, uh, yeah. Kuzma and Harrell. Um, shots, they all, you know, nine times out of 10, you feel like those shots are going in and all of those sort of things, this team can't be without LeBron and AD and have those moments. Those, those shots got to go in the defensive lapses that were happening all over the place. Can't have, you know, everything's got to be perfect. So like when any one or two, three of these are a lot, and this is how the team used to be before we had LeBron, even, you know, when it was Ingram and Randall and ball, if that team didn't play perfect, they didn't win most nights, you know? So it's just such a fine line this team has to walk. Um, yeah, I would just say Dennis Schroeder looking for his 25, theoretically 20, 25 million payday isn't maybe making any believers of that right now. I, I don't see a guy worth 25 mil in Dennis no. Schroeder. No, maybe not, not even maybe solid. not even 20, not even 20 mil, really. I mean, right but now he's, he's solid. You can't argue pretty much with 20 points, 11 assists, but he's just not able to go ahead and get you what you need. He's not an outside in player as far as shooting very well from the three-point arc no that's the thing he he's a he's a good guard and he would be a terrific guard i think in in another era just right now his not game there. is not suited to this type of era not really also i mean i think his scoring is very it fluctuates a lot it's it's pretty up and down he doesn't get you 20 points every night he doesn't even sometimes get you like you know 15 18 points or he takes a tremendous amount of shots to do so and you know that's that's we did that was you know it was so funny. I know we'll get to the, the trading to stuff today a little but it was funny to see who ended up where and like seeing like what our needs were all kind of slipped through our fingers. So uh, that was that was a little bit frustrating. But, you know, try not to get down on the team. It's not going to be easy for them to come up with wins against teams like Philly. Uh, what we need to do, and we don't have many uh, due to this toughness of our schedule, we need to beat up on the lower echelon teams uh, during this streak or during this stretch, rather, to just sort of stay afloat. But that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough to ask for because of the fact that, again, that the Lakers are struggling against virtually anybody that they come against. They're just It's hard for them to generate offense. And that tells me right there that there are going to be more games like these until one of those two or both come back in the offense right now. I mean, maybe Andre Drummond or whoever else they can pick up on the buyout market because they have two spots open on the roster specifically for buyouts. So we're hoping to see something good. We already know right now LaMarcus Aldridge and also Andre Drummond have worked out buyouts with their team, so they should clear waivers in about 24 to 48 hours. So we'll know a little bit more about where they're headed and maybe as early as tomorrow or actually today as we're talking about this. Maybe we'll know later today as far as where they're headed and hopefully one of them will head to the Lakers. But who do you think as well might be a good buyout candidate? I know there's been some rumors and some things that have been said as far as on Twitter and whatnot about some possibilities for the Lakers. I know Otto Porter Jr. I'm hoping is someone that may fall through. Terrence Ross, I don't know if he's going to go ahead and ask for a buyout. I know he was very funny on Twitter all day today as far as his future is concerned, and he was commenting at at length about it with memes galore on on Twitter. But I know he's a name that also has come up for the team. But do you see anybody else that might be a good fit as far as if they become a buyout candidate for the Lakers? I put Avery Bradley at the top of that list, actually. Uh, if Avery Bradley got bought out, I feel like he would be kind of the perfect guy to bring in. He knows the, he knows what 
Frank wants to run. He knows the defense. He brings us another like ball hawk presence on the floor. Uh, I would basically, if Avery Bradley came back, I would basically give him most of uh, Matthews and Caruso's minutes at this point and uh, roll with that because I think he's been his. I think I know earlier in the season he was dealing with knee injuries, but had kind of come back. Uh, and been playing. I mean, maybe Cole not Harkless great. Has also been talked about as well. If you get to I would, out. I would rather us. I mean, I know the center position is going to be a weakness. Uh, I feel like we went into the season acknowledging that and and gambling on that, frankly. And whether or not that gamble pays off is yet to. I don't know that it's paid off very well yet. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like it has. But you know, Marcus Sells numbers when he's on the floor aren't terrible. But there's just something about it that doesn't seem to flow well I guess or it doesn't flow as well as I'd like to see I don't want us to get two centers I don't want us to get Cousins and Drummond and of the two I'm almost a little bit more in favor of getting Cousins just because he brings a different skill set I feel like if you have Drummond and Gasol you have two of the exact same type of players uh, except for Gasol stretches the floor a little better and and Drummond is better in the paint Uh, so but I don't know like Drummond is not hyper-athletic. I don't see him playing a ton in the playoffs. I actually feel like Drummond may end up in New York. Uh, I know that the hype team right now is us, but I won't be like jaw-dropped surprised if he signs with New York just because I think he's going to have a bigger role there. Uh, and they have the money he would want in the offseason. Uh, I mean, how terrible is that for Mitchell Robinson, who coming into the season – was someone that is going to be the bright future for the team. And then all of a sudden he gets injured or whatnot. Now he's playing as a backup to New Orleans Noel and now could be out of the rotation entirely if Andre Drummond shows up. I mean, that's a blow, but I think that that's, that's something that happens to a lot of NBA players. It happened to Julius Randle on his team would be the perfect guy to talk about that. Like you're, you know, it, it goes south, man. It goes south one at one point or another, often multiple times throughout an NBA player's career. And the, 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 what defines your greatness is how you overcome this going south. Like that's the, that's what's facing our team, right? Like our yeah. team is has yet to discover the the way to overcome this this uh, this uh, the loss, right? Like we, the the loss of James and Davis. So that's the mark of a, a good to great team is that can we overcome these losses? And it's it's a little bit. That's where I guess I'm a little bit disappointed is that we haven't figured that formula out. A lot of the shine comes off a lot of a lot of the the Lakers when LeBron. AD here out, man. Like Coach Coach Vogel suddenly doesn't look like you know the second coming of anybody but Frank Frank Vogel, right? Like you know, all Dennis Schroeder looks exactly like Nick Nurse right now in Toronto. Same thing. They lose totally. nine in a row. He has Pascal Siakam in his face. I mean, he's not looking like the genius and all-time greatest coach that you know people think he was after right. the uh, you know every it happens to everybody in the league. It was sooner or later. This is what I'm saying. It goes south. It goes yeah. south, right? It, it and it, it there's no it, it, it's it's like father time, right? Like it, at one point, it will. Go, I mean, even Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson when he came back to the Lakers that last time, it didn't go. You know, didn't go great for Phil. The first, like yeah. that was probably the toughest coaching stretch of his entire coaching you know career was that when he first came back to the Lakers after Shaq left. I thought that was, uh, but also some of his best coaching. But yeah. you know, that's a whole other topic of debate. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoopheads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. 
Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. This is Gerald Glasser along with my good friend, Mr. Admiral Akbar himself. No trap there, Jamie Sweet. You got to make sure you check out everything that he's doing at Lakerholics.com with his awesome five great things articles that he has each and every time out. I also want to give a thank you so much to Leabel Tevez. Thank you so much, uh, Salamat, from all of us here, right here in the at Las Vegas and in Southern California. We want to thank you so much. It's a late night edition of the Lakers fast break. We talked about the game and wrapped that up. I mean, again, it was just too much Philadelphia. And again, the fact that you could not generate enough offense on the Lakers side and you had to be, like I said, play almost the perfect game when you have LeBron and AD out of the lineup and you just couldn't get that done today again. So it's going to be some tough times right now until we can get some more help. Hopefully we'll get some in the coming days, the buyout market, but before we head on out, my friend, it was the NBA trade deadline. And I noticed you were very frustrated, both in your comments that you made off on our show, but also as well, the comments that you made afterwards. But I can just tell and sense that a lot of frustration for you that the Lakers were so inactive at the NBA trade deadline. Yeah, just so very much reminded me of the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes where we waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and we're like, ah! Except this time we waited and waited and waited and waited and we got nothing. Like, we, no, no, you know, it all kind of fell apart. So, whereas in the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes, we ended up with like Danny Green, Dwight Howard, some solid role players. Uh, we got no help. So, and now we are relegated to the buyout market. Uh, and whatever happens to come our way uh, that way. You know, I, I, like I said, I don't know that it's a surefire slam dunk. The Drummond chooses LA. Um, we may end up having to choose from like uh, Boogie Cousin, Damian Jones, uh, some you know, some of those guys we've talked about who just are, for some reason aren't getting any traction on rosters this year, even though there's a need for size. Um, I mean, I, 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 like I, I guess like my feeling with the buyout market is like if if Isaiah Thomas is our best hope, like like that's the that's you know that's like hoping Dion Waiters blows up, like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's like right, okay, so cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, Isaiah Thomas. I know he is back playing. I think he's back right. playing. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, maybe for one of the USA teams, or I, I don't know. Or yeah, I think it's I USA. He's... I think it's USA China. Uh, and you know, a plucky dude. I've 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 always been an admirer, but like the thirty-five year old playing for Team USA, Isaiah Thomas is not riding over the hill to like yeah. save the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that's not a realistic expectation for. for for him, especially like, like if he can contribute, that would be it's stupendous, but like, to, to you know, so it's gotta be on the guys on the team to, to find it within themselves. So it was a frustrating day because the guys on the team are the guys we're rolling with, man. So we got to find a way to get all of those guys activated now um, in better ways. I, I was with you. I thought I would have far rather seen us pull out of the uh, Kyle Lowry sweepstakes like yesterday 
Like, if we couldn't get a deal done before today, like, to, like, kick the day off, like, to define the day in our own way. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought it was fool's gold. I just thought bringing in a 35-year-old on a rental contract because he's probably not going to stay with the Lakers, I thought, and to give up all that that they're asking for, right. and, some, and the 2027 first and something else, and I'm sure right. it's a salary fodder and all that. Instead of going for other players, I, I would have really loved Norman Powell on the team. I'm I with, thought he would be—he would just been a just a tremendous asset in Portland. Got to give them kudos for for getting him. But you know, the, Aaron Gordon—I'm not—I'm not—I know Aaron Gordon is like up and down. A lot of people are really high and thinking that's a Western Championship fix for Denver. Other people like me are kind of—I'm eh, not sure he's all that. But we'll wait and see. Decent player on a bad team may not be right. as decent when it comes to playing in Denver with some better players, but we'll see. We'll see. Cause Jokic makes a lot of people better, but right. your thoughts on the NBA trade deadline, my friend, before we head on out, I want to hear your thoughts on who was a big winner and who was a big loser. Cause my numbers or my teams have kind of changed since, you know, I've had time to reflect being in the hospital waiting for Ugh. help. For your daughter for three hours kind that's of gotta be, that's kind of that's kind of brutal yeah so it's got you know waiting for all that and you having time to reflect on exactly uh, a little bit more on the nba trade deadline plus a lot of the players got added in later on maybe an hour or two later we found out the exact players that were traded for which as far as in some of those later trades at the last minute but yeah. i want to hear your thoughts before we head on out on a winner and a loser in your opinion I mean, nothing's changed my opinion that the Bulls came out the winner of like that alter that alters the entire Eastern Conference. Like that gives Zach Levine a Pau Gasol. That's like a bad comparison, right? But like that's not, the kind I of thing. It's a not quite, but it's 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 in that general direction. It, it, it's it, like a, a, a facilitating score, like a big man who can do it all, and a guy who likes to control the flow of the game. Like <laughs> that that compare. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 I don't know that Vukovic ever wanted to be the best player. On, on a team you, you know what i mean he, he he it's almost like because everybody else around him is not so great that he's the best player on the team so i think that that makes chicago and they and chicago didn't have to give up really any of their best players uh like uh, you know they didn't give up nothing but like i i felt like i like many that I, that i mean i i don't say i don't want to say that orlando got fleeced i mean they they got what they wanted too, right? Like they wanted the, the, the ability to Orlando on, on could have got more trades. Orlando on each of their trades could have gotten more. I they really have convinced of that. They should have at least tried to squeeze a second a second rounder, or you know what I mean, like something, like the, some sort of consideration. But whatever, I agree. They 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 didn't, and maybe they just wanted to be done. Maybe they wanted to like get things done before the Lowry stuff like made it impossible to make a move. Uh, I feel like a lot of them the they lower jumped. key deals. They jumped, yeah. They jumped in early. Yeah. They jumped in early. Um, so that was just one of those things that uh, I thought. I thought that I thought Chicago, Chicago did it smart. Like they got the best player. I think that was traded was Vukovic, and they got him early. And I, I, I think that the the strength and the Nuggets trading for Gordon, both is that if he if he recaptures any of like the 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 hype that he kind of came into the league a little bit with, uh, then that's great. But if he doesn't go to the Lakers or if he doesn't go to Phoenix or if he doesn't go to somewhere else, like they didn't uh, also, I feel like give up a, like 
a ton to get him, right? Like, I mean, Gary Trent Jr., uh, you know, is not nothing, but like, you know. Oh, that it, was for that was for Norman Powell, Gary. Trent. That was for Norman Powell. That yeah. was uh, that was frustrating. Uh, yeah, I, that I, was I, a, that was a very frustrating trade for if you're Toronto. I mean, Gary Trent Jr. is going to hopefully be a good player in this league, and I think he's actually won now. But right. I don't think he's at the level of Norman Powell, and I'm no. not sure he ever will. It no. all depends on Rodney Hood, and and if he's ever comes back fully, 100 from the Achilles injury. But we'll wait and see. But with uh, Gary Harris going to Orlando and RJ Gary Hampton and, and a first round pick, I think that uh, really is up to RJ Hampton as far as his development and seeing how right. far that goes. And, and we'll see from there. Uh, I would have w- held out for a little bit more if I was Orlando. But then again, I would have said that for Orlando on all three of those trades. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. I think that they just wanted to get deals done when they saw that they could. And I, I think, I think. Everybody, I think it's funny, right? The NBA trade, you guys, by the way, okay, three things. One, I want to say, you know, I hope that your daughter recovers quickly and that she, I'm glad that she's not severely hurt. She's a teenager. They'll bounce back like tomorrow. I know, but I'm just saying, you know, I I don't. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. Just kidding. uh, uh, Two, uh, kudos to you, Liquor Tom, for like, you've been broadcasting for like 48 hours straight. You're like, uh, you're like a CNN reporter embedded in Baghdad. I've either been here or in a hospital for the past uh, past day or so. so You've had had a day, man. Yeah, because I I record a second recording show here for the Lakers uh, in fast break in 24 hours. And then I had also a pop culture cosmos in the middle there. So but again, it's part of the deal. It's part of what I enjoy doing. But yes, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I mean, a lot of credit goes to Laker Tom this morning. It was great because, you know, he uh, normally when he takes up space as far as his talking, yes, I'm hoping he'll listen to us. And I, I know he'll listen to this. So I can say this and I know he'll give me back for the Slayers. But, you know, he takes a long time and he's very long winded. And it's great sometimes <laughs> for occasions like this when you can go ahead and check Twitter right, while right. he's in one of his middle of his conversations. Keep it going. <laughs> Yes. Well, you don't even have to tell him that because <laughs> right, right, people go on. Right, right. Yeah. Just tell. Just you got to make sure you feed him the questions that have him go on to six to ten minute tangents, and you're all set. So yeah. Well, and I, I, I really felt bad for Laker Tom today. I, I feel like Laker Tom made what? more. Uh, well, he, okay. he was doing outstanding. No, had, no, he, no, no, no. I felt bad for all, all the work he's put in. On thousand people watching the show. No, that was he, amazing. He was sensational. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, can, I can say that wholeheartedly. He was sensational. What I mean is that he's put in hours and hours of work on all of these potential trades. Uh, I think he worked on more trades for Laker players than some GMs actually worked on for their actual teams. Yeah. Uh, and all of it was you – know, none of it – nothing happened. Yeah, nobody, nobody – But the thing is he's smart because all yeah. these uh, trades – in fact, when we talk about trades or when, we, when he writes about trades or when he – talks about it on Twitter, it gets responses. People love yeah. the idea of, of change. They love the idea of change when with the teams we love, who's coming in, who's coming out, who could potentially come in, who could potentially come out. People love that kind of stuff. Oh, so yeah. no, his I, articles I, were read read religiously by a lot of people. His his tweets on potential t- trades, they were mercilessly <laughs> just beaten to the ground. And then, of course, on our shows, whenever we mentioned that we would be discussing some trade options, I could see the difference in how people were listening to our shows and the number. Yeah. So, again, we just cannot thank you out there, the listener and viewer, enough for what you did for us and the lift you gave us. We were expecting maybe 100, 200 views, but to get close to 1,000 is just truly outstanding, and uh, you know, all credit goes to Laker Tom for for wanting to do that because it was his idea to do it alive. In fact, 
we're probably going to be doing it again next year as far as it's concerned. No, so I, I think it's a great, it, was, it was great. Although, it was much watch TV, man. It was must watch TV. I don't want to put my cart in front of the horse there because right. of the fact that I, when I did that today and, you know, was planning on being a little bit earlier in the day, but again, it, you know, right. life happens like that. So we truly appreciate you watching and listening. Uh, Renz Bernales, how you doing? Good day, guys. Good day to you as well. We thank you so much, Salamat, for watching us. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Lakers Fast Break. But my teams, when it comes down to the trade deadline, the winner and loser, I have had some more time to think about it because early on today, my instant reaction was I definitely thought it was Chicago and I definitely thought Orlando was a loser. Well, I've had some more time to think about it and it's close, but I think the loser is going to be Houston. Yeah. And the winner is going to be Miami. And I love the meme that's out there on Twitter right now of Pat Riley rolling down the window and smiling a broad smile because he fleeced the Houston Rockets today with another just scratching head because he got Oladipo, who you and I aren't in love with. But to get him for one rotational player <laughs> and some and some leftovers, and, right. and, and you think right now James Harden was traded to Brooklyn for essentially oh. three leftovers, maybe I think a draft pick or two, and Kelly Olynyk, and that's really a, a crying shame. No, Houston is definitely the definition of the of the fox uh, running wild in the hen house right now. Uh, Daryl, I feel like you know once Daryl Morey left, they had no direction uh, uh, or savvy right like they're just like uh yeah oh hey ah john wall like who trades all that for john wall like i would never think that's what's for john wall but anyway that's that's houston right now and it's uh you know i never like to see it's it's it's, it's like it's like a it's like a professional athlete sometimes it's stunning how quickly the end comes right like last season houston was a favorite to be to win the time one of the fate one of you know one of the few favorite teams to challenge for the title. Uh, and by the end of the NBA playoffs, it was like, look, they're a bunch of little guys and they can't, like, you know, they can't play real basketball. Uh, and then they just completely flamed out this year after Dan Tony left. Uh, so, uh, and then it's just been a, 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 just a complete, you know, 
planet fall uh, ever since you know they're just that rocket is coming back to earth man so uh it's uh it's been stunning to see how quickly that's gone south for that franchise i would say that yeah com- combined with like what they got for harden i think that houston is definitely gonna look at this year as like a man we should have really gotten a lot more for all of that work uh if, and- if i'm the general managing partner aka owner you can't really say owner these days anymore but general yeah, right. managing partner of totally. the Houston Rockets, I think Fertitta, uh, I think is the uh, the owner of yep. it, and yep. uh, you know I'd say you know what I'm going to sell a couple sell off a couple restaurants, and I'm going to fire my GM because I need to bring in someone who actually knows what they're doing because that's just out now just you know you, you just a shame you can't drive yeah. home that night okay you get get into your car and you're driving home and it just hits you that you traded away a Hall of Famer James for three, Harden for three guys <laughs> who will not crack your rotation. And Kelly Olynyk. I mean, it's just uh, right, and Co- right, and Kelly Olynyk. Ke- right, Kelly Olynyk was essentially traded for James Harden this year, right? Like that's 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 you know, <laughs> some draft picks at some size. It's like okay, <laughs> I will trade you the filet mignon for McDonald's hamburgers and some sides. There you I go. mean, people. I, I will forever be uh, shake my head at how people reviled the Pau Gasol trade, uh, but like some of the trades made since then, you're like. And this isn't worse. Well, I think like... it's because Pat Riley, you know who you're dealing oh, with, right? As far as it's it's as a GM, you know who you're de- if you're dealing with somebody that's inexperienced, you know, and there are some around the GMs around there kind of question. Oh, yeah. you know, obviously in Orlando, uh, Detroit also has made some sketchy moves for and against, so they're kind of like all over the place. And Houston, I mean, there's also some others as well, but. As, as an experienced GM or vice president, in the case of Pat Riley, you know who to target. You know who the patsies right. are, for lack of a better term. And it's very apparent we now know in the NBA who the patsies are right now. Right. Well, that's uh, – and I feel like Rob Plink is in, a, in a, a strange position because as an agent, I think he, he probably knows too. I don't know what it is. I, I would be curious – it's too bad that there's not the same level. Like, there's not a post-game interview with the GM after the yeah. trade deadline, right? You know what I mean? Like, I would love for there to be, like, a – so, uh, Rob, to – Sometimes the, the, there is. The trade after, after the NBA draft. They usually do that after the draft, yeah. They, yeah, they, but they not so much the trading deadline. Like, as yeah. if it was the – it was the th- like, when they do the little third quarter, second yeah. quarter interview with the, uh, with the coaches in between the yeah. quarters, right? Like, it'd be great if after the trading deadline it was like, so – Rob, what was it that uh, led you to do? Uh, you know what? You know what I mean? Like just something where you could break down their thinking and like what went right, what went wrong, or, or maybe they never want to talk about it, all that stuff, and that's fine. But it would it would be interesting because it was very frustrating. I you know never thought we were going to make a huge move like a Lowry trade or anything like that. I never really saw that as being uh, viable, uh, long or short, something. long or short term. But I did think we needed a tweak, and I was surprised we did nothing. Uh, I, I found that to be astonishing. I mean, that's really just putting all of your money into the law of averages and that AD and LeBron are coming back close to hundred percent and that that's going to, that you won't be the playing team. Well, I <laughs> like, guess it could be worse. My friend, we could have traded for three bench right. homers and Kelly Olenek. <laughs> So that's right. We'll just See? leave it at that. Why does Laker Tom call us glass? You're so optimistic right now. You're changing my mind about today. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> me. Well, I'll tell you what, again, we truly appreciate everyone out there watching and listening. This is the Lakers fast break. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and let Jamie Sweet 
go ahead and tell you why you need to check out his latest five great things he's working on. And you can catch that at Lakerholics.com. Yeah, we're just uh, we're gonna be putting some five things up here probably in the morning. Probably it's gonna be. I'm, I I think I know what I want to focus on right now for the next couple of uh, uh, unless a good game happens and there's something worth talking about positive in the game. You know, tonight about the only positive was KCP showed up, uh, and I I you just need for him to do that a lot now. Um, can't have not many of these uh, over three 28 minute games or anything like that. That just isn't going to get it done. So well, I think that, you know, what, what can we do internally to, to get this going for the next roughly month, right? We're, we're, a, we're a month away from probably AD and potentially LeBron, you know, having an impact on the floor and how many games are in between now and then and what the, the guys who are going to be playing can do. And regardless of what happens, if anything happens on the buyout market, um, you know, what, what these guys can do to kind of uh, find the, find their best selves. I think if they can find their best selves and, you know, excel in their role, if they're going to just stick it as a role player or try to take that next step and assert yourself as somebody who's worthy of a 20 to $25 million contract or the contracts you were given in the off season. You know, it's a show me league. Everybody wants to talk about things that happened last year's playoffs or last year's season. This is right now. These guys need to find it right now. Uh, and so that's going to be a challenge. And I'm hopeful that uh, we can do that in the next game coming up here. Well, we'll see what happens. But please check out Jamie Sweet's Five Great Things, his awesome article series that he has at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And for a lot of great NBA podcasts and so much more. Check out hoopheadspod.com. That's hoopheadspod.com for the Hoopheads Podcast Network. That's their entire library of shows, including ours, right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But my friend, it's been great having you aboard. I cannot thank you enough for everyone who's watching this here in the States. It's so late, but I know for a lot of people all over the world, Philippines and all over, that it's it's just right in the afternoon. So it's great for them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's, their, it's our turn to be up late in the morning and since they were so loyal three four five they were i had a couple of people tell i had one person tell me that they were watching watching us laker tom and i when the sun came up so wow. you know, that's dedication that is dedication as a lakers fan three four five in the morning i mean my props to you for doing that right right absolutely we we cannot thank you enough for watching and then I'll tell you what, Jamie, but it has been fun late night here. We might have to do it again sometime. I was going to say we should. You and I, I, you know, we were just talking. Okay. We're both night owls. We, yeah. I'll get it. I'll get a disco ball behind me so that it has a little more, uh, you know, late night vibe feel. You yeah. know, we could absolutely. I will say uh, to the person who was up at the crack of dawn, as an Angel fan, this is a total tangent, but it'll take two minutes. As an Angel fan, it took me living in South Africa for a year in two thousand two for them to win the World Series, and I watched every single playoff game every single World Series game, and they didn't start uh, till about 3 in the morning uh, South Africa time, and I would stay up. I stayed up till the sun came up for all of them, uh, and it was one of the best times of my life. Uh, so I understand the passion uh, and that a fan has uh, for their team and to, to get that little bit of good news that you're looking for that maybe you know help is on the way. I'm not saying the riders of Rohan aren't running, riding over the hill uh, in the form of Isaiah Thomas and Andre Drummond, but you know at least it could be the Don Quixotes of Spain or something to that effect. But I'll tell you what, my friend, when it comes to the Angels – 
that was the last time they had a great starting oh. rotation. So will or, that change or, this year? Or bullpen. Yeah, or bullpen. <laughs> but will that change this year? I hope so because there's showtime, baby. Come on, show me. There's one individual at Anaheim, and I did see that series. I was here in Vegas when you saw that series, but there is one individual at Anaheim that deserves a long playoff run, and I think we all know who that is. He deserves like eight long playoff runs over the next eight years, and his name yes. is Mike Trout, and he's yes. amazing. He is amazing, and I'm hoping for him, hoping for the best for the Angels, but I'm also hoping best for the Lakers. Once yeah. again, they did Lakers run right now. up. 109 to 101 was the final score. I truly appreciate, again, everyone watching and listening to us. We will be back, I think, on a normal occasion as far as after the next Lakers game, which is, I think, according to what I see, is on the 26th, which is today. Mm -hmm. That's going to be Cleveland. So we'll be back after the game tonight for uh later tonight yes we're so the trap we're the trap game we're the yeah. trap game tonight we're the so trap i'm calling i'm calling a win just so you know i'm calling well a win you know because javel mcgee's not there anymore maybe that's i know why. no exactly he won't go off for 82 points yeah, and no, break no and... drummond no, right. yeah, no <laughs> mcgee so you know what right. you got a shot we got a shot hopefully we can play a little bit better a little bit more consistently but you know what, Jamie? You and I got to work this out again late night, one of these days again. I'm down. I'm down. The Larry Dance Jr. Larry Dance Jr. could go off for 67 points. Uh, Let's hope not. Let's not. Colin Sexton sure can. Don't give him. Don't mm-hmm. let him shoot because he'll. If you tell him to shoot, he'll yeah. shoot all day. But no. again, it is the Lakers coming up. To, well, actually, later today. It's later coming today. up later this evening. We will be there after the game. Looks like a better chance of that happening. I'm hoping no surprises. Appreciate everybody's patience. It's been a you know kind of a weird day for us but my daughter is feeling better and that's what's most important so i appreciate again everybody's patience and i thank you so much we'll see you later tonight right here at the lakers fast break podcast